Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Do you understood it even? God said this is the year to excel. Excel means to be at the top. It means to be excellent. Amen. Amen. To be the best. Not to be shabby. Not to be uh, substandard. If you are going to be on top, you have to be the best. Nobody wants to put the, 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 the on, on, on best on top. <laughs> I'm looking for the right words to use. The Bible says, you know, in a, in a house, in a great house, there are many vessels. Say there are some vessels for honor and for dishonor. When you have great guests come to visit you, you don't take the plastic cups. You don't take the ones that are not looking nice. You look for the best. You look for the best and you put it on top. Right? So if you want to be on top, you are going to have to be what? The best. So people say, God, put me on top, put me on top. But if you're not ready to be the best, then you are not ready for the top. So we're going to have to talk about excellence a lot this year, how to, how to be the best so that we can have the best. Amen. 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 Colossians 3 from verse 1. Uh, I, I said to them in the class I was teaching, teaching yesterday, we are having the leadership class. I'm, I'm restarting faith, you know, each time, at different times in my life, God tells me to go restudy a topic again. Sometimes love, sometimes hope. But since earlier last year, the Holy Spirit has made me go back to start restudying faith. So I'm studying all the materials I know again about faith, examining what I believe about faith, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure that I understand what faith really is. Because you know you can assume after a while that you know. And sometimes you may even start at doing it right, like I was sharing last week or last week. But after a while, you, things can begin to sleep. Yeah. You're like, why? Praise God. And also, you can also get to a point where you, where you may get stuck. You're believing for more, you're believing for more, and things are going, and then you can get stuck. And it looks like you're not going beyond that level. Maybe there's something about faith that you need to understand to get you to the next level. Praise God. You know, but sometimes people may just get to a point and say, well, we never know. Sometimes God says yes. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says not now. That's how tradition and religion steals from people's lives. Some people try, they don't get it, and they just blame God. They say, I'm not blaming God. Just God says sometimes, not now. But it's, it's blaming God. You're better off finding out what's going on. What do I need to know? Where am I missing it? Where am, what do I need to understand? And sometimes people can be sincerely wrong. And we have used David's example many times. He was very sincere. He wanted to take the ark to the covenant to Jerusalem. And yet he was dancing, praising God, doing right. And then somebody died. It's like something is wrong. Nobody ought to die in the church. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. 
right? right? Yeah, so there's something wrong. So he went back and began to look at it. And he discovered that they missed, they missed something. Something that was, looked insignificant. Just don't put the ark on the new cart. Don't follow the, 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 the reigning method of action. Don't, don't, follow, don't follow technology and miss what God says. So he went back and reorganized it. This time they were slower because the cart was moving fast. You know, but this time the Levites. And you can imagine at the time when the cart, the cart was carrying the ark. What were the Levites doing? Nothing. Nothing. Probably were on their farm harvesting coconut. <laughs> when they ought to be there, and God ordained them to be there. So it was not only affecting one person, it affects God's plan. So he had to put things back in order. You say, was that faith? But David believed, that's faith. Faith is not just, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I, be I believe it. I believe, I believe. No. There are many principles of faith. If you are believing the wrong thing, you are not operating in the faith of God. You could believe very well, but you could believe wrong. It also means Believing the truth, doing, following God's instructions. So even though David believed, he just didn't know the right thing to believe. So he missed it. And so there are some of these principles that we are looking at. But today what we are looking at, what I'm looking at is, one of the things I believe will help us get to the top very quickly. Somebody say hallelujah. So I'm talking about the power of imagination. This is a part of faith. I'm not going to be teaching it so much as faith, but it's a part. We could see it earlier on, later on. So the power of imagination. The dictionary de defines imagination as to form mental pictures or images of things that are not present to the senses that you can see or you can't feel with your physical senses. But you can create images of it. That's what it means to imagine. So imagination is creating images, pictures. Pictures. Not, not just words. Pictures of things that you can see with your physical senses. And I do believe that one of the creative abilities that God had given to man is his ability to imagine. Imagination is not just a trivial thing. In short, I think one of the things that separates humans from other animals is the ability to imagine. If you check some of these animals that they call primates, some of them look like men. Some of them have blood, red. Some of them even have eyes in front of their head. Right? Yeah, some of them take care of their children. But one of the things that I believe God has given to man that has elevated him to the position of, of God himself is the ability to create. And creation means you have to be able to see it before it's done. You have to be able to see it when it has never happened. And that is the ability to imagine. Nothing can be created without imagination. 
Because if you see it first, then it's already created. If you see it physically first. So if you are to bring something new that nobody has seen, where would you have to have seen it first? In your imagination. So everything that we see that was created was first imagined. Somebody imagine the shoe you are wearing. And now you are enjoying it. Right? Somebody imagined the clothes you are wearing now. You may not know how long the designer took to cut it. It has to be right. You know, it has to fit well. Especially all these special sweaters I'm seeing our brethren wear. Praise God. <laughs> Somebody had to take time to imagine it. Somebody had to imagine the car that you are, that you are driving. And all the features in it. I'm still learning every day the features in my car. I didn't even know some of them. I, after the first day, I dropped the brochure. I've never read it since then. <laughs> Too much to read. So I'm still, I just, I know the ones I like to use. I use those ones. Amen. <laughs> so there are many, many features I don't even know the car has. But somebody imagined those things, yeah. thought about it, and made sure that they are there in case the person needs it. Imagination is very powerful. Unfortunately, many people don't use their imagination for much. They use their imagination for things like thinking about Chick-fil-A that they are going to eat while they are in service. That is imagination. <laughs> but that's not a very good use. You say, Pastor, you don't understand. That's a very big <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been believing God for that Chick-fil-A for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you are believing God for, yeah, you can use your imagination. You can start with that. <laughs> but your imagination can do much more than that. Amen. Amen. In short, if you, if you read some of the... Oh, I'm going ahead of myself. That's fine. Let's go to the scriptures. Colossians chapter number 1, the Bible says, If ye be risen with Christ, he said, Seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Next verse. He said, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Amen. All right, let's go to, um, let's go to Mark 11, uh, our popular faith scripture. Mark eleven twenty three. Are you blessed? As I'm speaking, some of you are going to just begin to use your imagination. Imagine your bills paid up. Hallelujah. You imagine your house paid up. And you have money left in the bank. Imagine yourself on top of everything. You see yourself blessed, reigning in life with Christ Jesus. Mark 11, 23 and 24. The Bible says, and Jesus, I'm reading from verse 22. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever I say. Therefore I say unto thee, 
uh, unto you that what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 25 says, and when you pray, uh, we keep, we keep um, avoiding or re- reading this when we are talking about faith, but I think we should. And when you stand praying, forgive, for if you have ought against any, if you have any, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. For if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly Father, <clears throat> which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. So let's go back again, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Say, shall not doubt. <coughs> In his, heart. in his heart. Say it again. And shall not doubt. Shall not doubt. In, his heart. in his heart. So the Bible says the way faith works is that you're going to say things, but you, you have to not doubt in your heart. Hallelujah. 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 You know, and I know that we have emphasized various parts, which is important. We have emphasized the speaking part because... The Bible says here many times, you speak, whoever shall say to this mountain and shall not doubt, but believe that whatsoever he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So you see here, say it, say it, say it. And we also know that one way you hear is by saying. But one of the things the Bible makes us to see in these verses is that the powerhouse of faith is in your spirit, in your heart. Amen. Amen. Words are only as powerful as what is contained, the faith that it contains from your heart. The Bible said that there are some words the Bible calls vain words. What are vain words? Power. Words that are empty, without power. Inoperative. So you are saying the words, but there's nothing in it. Somebody hits you and says, Jesus! Now, the word there is not really to mean anything. It's just an empty word. Though the name Jesus is powerful, but you have almost made it vain by using it as an exclamation. So it can become vain. So somebody else could say Jesus and miracles happen. And the one who has been using Jesus for everything that happens around him may discover that when he uses Jesus, nothing happens. So you can say ten times, Jesus, 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 and still nothing because those words are containers. And what does it contain? What's coming out from the heart? And that's what the Bible says, if you do not doubt in your heart. So even though we are going to have to develop how we speak, making sure that the things that we say are correct, we are going to have to also develop how we think because it is from our thoughts that we actually speak. Say amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So actually, if you want to change your faith, if you want to change your results, if you want to go to the top, if you want to succeed in life, one of the first places that you have to make adjustments is in the place of your thinking life. And that's part of what imagination is. How do you think? What are you thinking about? What are you visualizing in your thoughts? How is it that it is possible for someone not to doubt when he speaks? I'll tell you how. If he has found 
a picture, if he has gotten an imagination of that thing which he's saying, it has become real to him as a picture, then he's not prone to doubt. If that thing has not been established, it's just like a thought, just a thought that's just starting, he has not really established it in his heart, then the tendency is that other thoughts will come, will override that thought, and he will have three different thoughts, and that's not just division, that's trivision now. Praise God. <laughs> and he may scale it up to two, and still he may not get the result. So one of the things that God has given to us for us to be established in faith, for us to be creative, is the power of imagination. And we have to learn how to use it to our advantage. Somebody say amen. amen. Romans chapter number 12. Bible says we should not be conformed to the pattern of this word, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we discover that the way you are going to change is not to try to change your environment. If you want to change your finances, the first place to change is not your job. Where's the first place to change? Your thoughts. Your thoughts. You can change your job and you still be broke. People say, I want to come out of debt. If I get a better job, I'm making 20000 now. You know, I have $5,000 debt. If I get a $50,000 job, I will be debt free. Guess what happened when they get a $50,000 job? Now they have a $15,000 debt. Because the problem is not about money. The problem is how? Is what? Is the way you think. So if you want to come out of debt, the first place to change is what? Your thoughts. I'm going to say the unrighteous man should change his thoughts. His thoughts. So thinking is a very vital part of the Christian life. How you think. How you think. I beseech you, brethren, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, verse 1, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, and be not conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that ye may prove that which is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Turn to somebody says, be transformed, be transformed. By, the by the renewing of your mind. Of your mind. Tell the person, be changed. By the, by the renewing of your mind. Of your mind. So let's ask, ask this question again and answer it. If you want to go from pros, pro, poverty to prosperity, how do you get there? By the renewing of your mind. He said, be transformed. So transformation actually begins by the renewing of your mind. We talked about two realities, the, the spiritual reality and the physical reality. And we say faith allows you to bring that which is from the spirit realm onto the natural realm. How do you do that? Through your mind, through your thoughts, through your thinking, through your believing. Because what many people think is believing, it's not all the Bible calls believing. Believing includes your thoughts. If you look at the dictionary word of imagination, it actually says believing. 
the dictionary meaning of imagination says believing. Until you can see it in your heart, in your mind, until the picture is real to you, you don't believe it yet. People think I believe it because I agree. No. You are trying, you're, you're working on your faith. Because you agree doesn't mean you believe. Because if it is not so real to you that you cannot be persuaded otherwise, you really are not fully persuaded about it. And imagination is a very important part of believing. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So if you are going to change your health, where is it going to have to start from? You're going to have to change the way you think. You're going to have to change the way you think. You're going to have to change. If you think like the rest of the world, what's going to happen? You'll be like the rest of the world. God can help you beyond your faith. And it's, 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 it's important we understand it. I know we teach this a lot in church. But sometimes the concerns, the questions, the issues still come, the experiences. How come? How come I'm not? I've been, I've been tithing. I've been, even last year I gave first fruit. How come my finances are still here? I tithed. I prophesied over my tithe. But what are you thinking? What is the picture in your mind? What are the thoughts that you have? You say, well, pastor, I think rich. Yeah, I know. I'm not just talking about starting to think. I'm talking about imagination. You begin to see the picture. In short, when the Bible talks about the fight of faith, 1 Timothy 6.12, put it up. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not kind of a mighty true God to the pulling down of strongholds. You find also in Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. What are the, what's the meaning of the word wiles? Mind games. Thoughts. Then he says here, he says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. That word eternal life means everything that God has given to you. You have to lay hold on your health, lay hold of your finances, lay hold of your marriage. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to have some marriages in this church. This year, starting this year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm already imagining it. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm already imagining it. He <laughs> said you need to fight the fight of faith and lay hold. That means that there's something that's trying to stop you from receiving eternal life that God has provided for you. But you need to fight the fight of faith and lay hold. And he's telling us in the other verses that it's not the fight we are fighting. It's not an external fight. That's what he says in Ephesians 6. We say we are fighting against principalities and powers, but it's not the time that you bring out swords and and clubs and guns. He says that you put on the armor of God and to fight. And where is this fight taking place? It's in the realm of our thinking. It's in the realm of our imagination. Why? Because when the word of God comes, the word of God wants to give you a picture 
of who you are and who God has made you to be and what God has provided for you. The Bible says you are seated in the heavenly realms. It says you are higher than every principality, every demon, every power of Satan. It says that you have power over all kinds of sickness and disease. That's what the word of God says. And even when you see it and you pray about it, you get the revelation. You can see that you are seated in the heavenly realms. You can see that you are supposed to be the head and not the tail. You can see that wealth is supposed to come to you. He said, but how is it that many are not having it? Because there is an enemy that is trying to stop us from getting it. And how does the enemy start uh, fight? He brings other thoughts, other pictures, other things to contend with God's word. And that's why the Bible says don't be conformed to the standard of this world. Because what the standard of this world does is to bring ideas, imaginations, thoughts that creates a contrary picture to what God is trying to establish in our life. So when God says you are healed, the television says at 50, everyone should go and ask their doctor whether they have bone disease. And some people actually take the advice and start searching for things that are not there. And the Bible says, if you search diligently, what will happen? <laughs> you find. If you search it all, you have. <laughs> it works for everything. And people think those things are not, they are not, they are not, they are not uh, important. They are. There are some stations that are counting dead tolls every day. As you turn it off, turn it on, you see the number of deaths. And people think it doesn't matter. I can just look on those things. Those things are sowing seeds to produce imaginations. And the next time you sneeze, you see they said, three million has COVID. This sounds like COVID sneeze. How do you know? How do you know the difference? But you don't understand that with the sights that you are seeing, the words that you are hearing, there is a picture that is being painted. And it's coming against the word of God. That's what the Bible says, put out 2 Corinthians 3, that we have to take the weapons that are mighty to pull down these strongholds. This stronghold is not talking about one demon in one village. He's talking about the strongholds of, in our imagination. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 from verse 3. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So you're going to have to Learn how to fight the fight of faith and use your imagination for something positive because your life is coming out from your imagination. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, he said, we do not war after the flesh. Continue. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty, true God to the pulling down of strongholds. He's talking about the weapons. Now, if you look at Ephesians, it tells us those weapons. But it says that all these weapons are mighty to do what? To pull down strongholds. So the whole essence of the word of God, the inspiration of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, all of that is to do what? To pull down. You can imagine how important imagination is. So imagine how important imagination is. Because he's saying that if you, if you lose the battle in your thought, 
you lose the battle of life. It says, casting down imaginations. Imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So this year, you're going to have to watch what you are thinking about. One of the ways the enemy fights anyone is through thoughts. And he uses different methods to introduce thoughts. Why are people afraid? Because they have entertained some thoughts. Maybe it came from watching Blackula, Dracula. You say we don't watch that in this church. But there are other things that may introduce those kind of thoughts. Or you're hanging with an auntie or uncle or friend or brother who is always complaining and afraid. If you start thinking those thoughts, it's going to create an imagination that even when you are trying to stand up in the truth, you're going to have a battle to fight. That's why the Bible says, protect your heart with all diligence. For out of it comes the issues of life. Some people think that we are just praying to God. God, do something. God, heal us. God, promote us. Oh, God, oh. it's not really that way. Once you have prayed, you have released your faith. Now, God has given you the ability to bring it to pass. And it comes by your thoughts, starting from your thought. And when you begin to think the right thoughts, imagine the right things, from that imagination, things are going to come out from your spirit that will bring to pass that which you have declared and prayed for and believed for in prayer. Somebody say, hallelujah! hallelujah. So it's not hard to be rich. Start imagining yourself very rich. Some people have never seen themselves in a mansion. Guess what? They will never be in one until they can see themselves in a mansion even when they don't have one. Some people have never seen themselves in a Rolls Royce. So I don't want a Rolls Royce. That's what I'm saying now. You don't want one, so you don't imagine one. So guess what? You will not have one. If what you want is a Lamborghini, that's different from a Rolls Royce. What's a Lamborghini? That's not a demonic name. It's a car. <laughs> <laughs> or in a Maserati. You say, what is that? How, how, can you, how can you want to be rich and you don't know the names of rich cars? So how are you ever going to get there? People are too strongly to, to believe us. <laughs> Praise God. And how do you begin to start your imagination? You have to begin to sow the right seeds. You don't have to have it yet. Amen. That's why it's called creation. Creative ability. Yes. You just have to be able to imagine it. Hallelujah. If you can imagine it, then you can receive it. Yes. But if you cannot imagine it, God cannot help you. That's right. That's very true. So you have to take the word of God Hallelujah. and use it to create new imagination. If you can't imagine yourself in divine health, you can't be in divine health. So man has to, you have to you have to check up every year. Yeah, 
Check up from the scriptures. Praise God. You say, but is that natural? Is that not natural to join? That's what, that's what the Bible is saying. It says, don't be conformed to the system of this world. I had, I had, I had uh, Andrew Omar say, as I was listening recently, he said, what kind of a Christian has a personal doctor? He said, you think I'm strange? He said, you guys are strange. He said, how can you say you are a believer? Jesus is your healer and you will have a personal doctor. People have not imagined that. Some people are imagining it. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it in their faces. Why? Because many have accepted the natural way of thinking that the way everybody lives, you have to depend on having a doctor just in case you are sick. No wonder in case happens. If you save for a rainy day, what happens? It rains. It rains. Why? Because you have already imagined that it's going to rain. It's not, it's your imagination that helps create the rainy day. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory. Let's go to Galatians, uh, Genesis 6. I'm going to begin to round up. You know, Imagination and thinking is not something you can just rush through. Something you have to do precept upon precept, line upon line. These are things we have heard a lot, but we just haven't paid serious attention like, like we did, like we should. How many of you know why God destroyed the earth the first time? That's what we want to read. Genesis chapter number 6 from verse 5. The Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made them, made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping things and the fowl of the air. For it repented me, I have made them. Somebody say amen. amen. Why, 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 why was it so serious? The Bible says that what? Every imagination of their heart was evil. It's one thing for them to do evil. It's another thing again that what they have not even done is evil. The Bible says their thoughts were evil. They, they kept on thinking evil. So even if he left them, they would continue to do evil. So he says they don't have a hope. Thank God he found Noah uh, through whom he saved eight people out of. We don't know how many people were on the earth at that time. Lots of people. And the major problem here was their imagination was wrong. Their actions came from their imaginations. And the enemy knows that. So one of his major plans is to sow negative thoughts. Tradition, religion, all these things are primarily to sow negative thoughts. People are raised up in poverty environments and they stay poor. Why? Because their environment has sown 
a, a, a negative imagination. They see themselves as poor. I can't go to college. I can't get out of the, the streets. I, can, I can't make it. I can only just survive. And as long as that thought is there, the thought holds them bound to the limit of their lives. So even though you give them a good job, they act anyhow, lose the job, go back to the level of their living. Because their problem is not the external the problem is the stronghold of imagination. Their thoughts, their, the way they have been framed. The Bible also calls it mindset. And you have to break it and rebuild it. That's what it calls renewing the mind. You have to begin to have new pictures. You may be so broke. <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah. I say hallelujah. 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 Like, like I've heard some people say, you are so down that you have to be dug up to be buried. <laughs> you may be so broke that you don't have any money. You're owing everybody. You are in debt in every area. But when you get to the place of prayer, when you get to the place of the word of God, take the word of God that says, things are yours and begin to imagine yourself rich and rich, 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 rich. Say amen. amen. That's how you're coming out. Amen. If you keep looking at the bills, what happens? We had some of that in School of the World. If you keep looking at the problem, it just it won't go away. It just gets bigger. You throw everything at it, but it doesn't work because the problem is here. So you have to take the word of God and pull down those thoughts. Some of these things don't happen overnight. That's what the Bible calls it, the fight of faith. That's why you have to take the word of God and meditate on it. That's my last point today. I said not to rush. Praise God. And I want to help somebody. I see you at the top. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You can understand now when I say I see you, it also means I can see the vision. I can imagine you at the top. So we're not just throwing words around. You have to take the word of God and meditate. The word meditate means to repeat it often until it changes the picture that you have. It's not just, oh, you say it 10 times, then it starts working. Or you say it 50 times. Pastor, how many times did you, did you confess it? So I confessed it 25 times. Oh, I know why mine didn't work. I confessed it 23. I didn't get to 25. So let me say it again. Say it. You know, I've seen people try to do faith in various ways. A pastor came one time and said in, this, in our church here, I said, I breathe in the word like, you know, like my breath. After the service, I saw a sister take the Bible and say, <laughs> I was laughing in my spirit. <laughs> now, they're doing what they know. But you know that's not going to help the person. So there are many things people have, have practiced religiously. 
or it's not producing much result. And they're wondering, how come other people seem to be getting further? How, so, how come some other people are getting to the top? And why is it that some are not? We are attending the same church. But the truth is that it's not just a formula that if you just do it externally, it works. The Bible says that you have to believe in your heart and speak. And to believe in your heart, you're going to have to pull down some strongholds. And to pull down some strongholds, you're going to take the word of God and meditate on it. The Bible says that the book of the law shall not depart after you about James, uh, Joshua 1 verse 8. It says, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to what is written therein. He said, and then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and you shall have good success. So meditation means you take the word of God and keep repeating it. You can repeat it yourself. You can sing it to yourself. You can play it on the tape. All these are forms of meditation. Yeah. You are better off here saying it with your own mouth because you trust your own words more than anybody else. I should think so. Praise God. <laughs> Bible says some people lie to themselves to deceive their own hearts. They know something is wrong. They just use another word. They say, no, they say they're wrong. If you start lying, you won't trust yourself. Yeah. But the idea of meditation is not just to say it many times. People think, oh, I believe I'm healed. 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 Am I healed? Oh, I'm not healed. Oh, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. Am I healed? I'm not I believe. It's not saying it over and over again necessarily. It's saying it until you see it. When you see it and you say it, you will get whatsoever you say. These are some of the fundamentals of faith. So meditation is important. And, and, and you can't you can, you can, you can, you can compare yourself all the time with somebody else. That's why the Bible says that those who are strong in faith should not look down on someone whose faith is not in the same level. Because different people have different strongholds. Praise God. Are you still in church? Yes. Smile. Smile. <laughs> You know one of the ways you know whether somebody is meditating on something good or not? <laughs> By their face. If you are meditating on something good, how would your face look like? If your face is looking like, we know that whatever you are meditating on is <laughs> not necessarily positive. Your imagination is in the wrong gear. <laughs> so you need to deal with those thoughts. You need to get yourself and bring it under subjection. Amen. How you do it is to take the word of God and renew your mind. Listen, you can change your personality. Amen. I want to hear it louder. Amen. I said I want to hear it louder. Amen. You can change your personality. Don't say that's the way I am. That's the way I am. No, no, you can change your personality. The way you are is the way Christ Jesus is. And the Bible gives us the fruit of the Spirit to describe the personality of every Christian. Anything outside that is not your personality. And if you think that's what is happening in your life, take the word of God and change it. See yourself walking in love, in kindness, in patience. If you can see yourself that way, you will walk in it. Some people say, I'm shy, I'm naturally shy. That is a wrong picture you have received. You imagine yourself as shy. 
You see yourself as, as, as weak, as, as afraid, as shy. And as long as you hold on to that imagination, that vision, that picture, it will remain in your life. If you want to change your personality, what do you do? You take the word of God and begin to change it. God has not given me the spirit of timidity again to fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And you don't just say it one, twice. Depending on how strong, how strong the stronghold is, you say it until soon enough you begin to see yourself excited to be in public excited to talk to people excited to preach even when you are not doing it here you're sitting in your room and you're laughing <laughs> oh god i'm so bold and until you can see it in yourself it can come out on the outside i gave a testimony here of creflo dollar why he was sick say he had cancer and he went into his bedroom locked the door and told the wife don't let anybody come in until I open from inside. And after a couple of days, he tore his shirt like a hogan. I said, I will never be sick again. And they went and did the other x-ray and discovered that here they showed him you had cancer. Here the cancer is gone. Some people say, wow, I have to wear a light shirt to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> And so when they feel bad, they just say, I'll never be sick and tear their shirt. It's not the tearing of the shirt. Why did he tear his shirt? There was a, a, a picture. He had heard the word before. But now, there was an imagination. He can see himself healed. Even though the symptoms were still there. You have to see it contrary to the symptoms. And that's why you need imagination. You see, the, 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 uh, the, the power of imagination is that imagination does not depend on how you feel. It doesn't depend on what's going on around. It doesn't depend on what anybody else is saying. You, you, can, you can just bypass all of that. You can imagine it. Imagination gives you unlimited creative ability. And that's what the Bible says. It's able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all, you can ask or imagine. Imagination is your limited, limitless ability for creation. But people have wasted it. It's not bad thinking of how to cook a good meal. We all need that. Amen. Some people lack that imagination. <laughs> and they slap people's taste buds with things that they don't want to. <laughs> So you need to imagine it well. Amen. That's why people go to some restaurants. Somebody took time to what? To imagine what they think people would enjoy. It's imagination still. But you can take that same ability and go to the top. I want to hear louder. Hey! Somebody can sit here and begin to see himself or herself as a governor of Maryland. Amen. I didn't hear loud enough, amen. amen. You can see some people are still, they are still fighting with their own thinking. Me, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't have any politics. Those things has no bearing on your imagination. How much political uh, experience did Joseph had when he became prime minister? Nothing. He just had an imagination, a vision. That said, the sun, the moon, and the stars bowed to him. And he kept it in his heart. Out of that, created his ability 
to become the prime minister. If he had not that vision, there would be no possibility for God to help him get there. He said, but pastor, is there any difference between revelation and imagination? They're slight. Revelation is God's will being shown to you. Imagination is you taking it and making it your own. And that is one reason why many times people don't receive God's vision for them. They may even have a revelation, but they have not transferred it to an imagination. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Glory be to God. So the word of God gives us weapons to fight with. Let's look at, we've mentioned it, let's look at it again. Proverbs, is it Proverbs? Psalm chapter number one. Psalms. Bible says, the, Blesses the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners. Not sit in the seat of discomfort. Do you know why he's telling you not to hang out around these people? Because they are going to give you the wrong imaginations. You don't even know the influence. You hang out around the wrong people and you go by, you, you feel different, you think different. Because that's where the battle is. He said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of discomfort. Two, he said, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit. I repeat, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit. In his season. Who is responsible for bringing out the fruit? You. You. We know in the New Testament that the Holy Spirit now lives in us. So out of our bellies flow rivers of living water. But the the point is, this is the best they could get to in understanding in the Old Testament. That if, if you take the word of God and meditate on it, you're going to begin to bring out from inside of you the things that God says is yours. Because God, if you like it or not, it's not going to rain dollars on you. Hallelujah! He tells you he has made you rich. He says the money is yours. But he tells you you have to see yourself so that you can receive it. See yourself in it. That's the problem with the children of Israel. He said, this land is yours. This land is a good land. Flowing with milk and honey. Everybody was excited. Hallelujah! Milk on one side, honey on one side. This is a good land. Let's go. When they got there, instead of seeing milk, a pot of milk, and a pot of honey. <laughs> they saw giants with swords. They saw them sharpening their swords. <laughs> and they had gates. They're like, excuse me. This does not look like. The ten spies came and said, we can't. And the other people began to cry. Why were they crying? Because of what? Their imagination. They were not already being killed. But they could imagine themselves being killed. But two others said, no, we can do this. We, let's go at once. What were these people imagining? 
Victory! Say, God is with us. God will give it to us. So their imagination was what determined whether they made it or not. They both heard the same words. So they got the same revelation. But one imagined the revelation and received it for themselves. The other one just heard it, but their imagination refused to change. And they died like grasshoppers. Now, whose idea about grasshoppers? Whose imagination was it about grasshoppers? So, out of the imagination of their hearts, they determine their future. Your imagination is more powerful than you think. You don't have anything now. Imagine yourself rich. You may be having some physical challenges. Imagine yourself well. You may be having problems in your children, your family. Imagine your children doing well. I'm speaking a louder amen. You may be seeing the nation going through challenges. Imagine a nation where Jesus is Lord and the word of God prevails. You may be going through tough times now. But imagine yourself triumphant, ruling and reigning in life. Let nothing steal your imagination or cause you to begin to imagine wrong thoughts. And that's why if you find yourself sitting on one corner with your face looking sad, slap yourself and say, get up, think on good things. Somebody say, hallelujah. Change your imagination. Change your imagination because it's it's more impactful to you than you know. If you can begin to change the way that you think, your life will change. I'll end up by saying, I want to encourage you. Sometimes it's not easy to change the way you think. At that times, I've tried to imagine myself rich. I close my eyes and say, and then suddenly one commercial is playing through my mind. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want to think that. Where is it coming from? Get out, get out. And now I want to imagine. And then somebody will knock on my door and So sometimes there is a fight for you to be able to get your mind focused enough to see the right pictures. And sometimes because you are so busy, so distracted, your mind is not able to focus on what God says. And so you have other pictures, other pictures, pictures from grandparents, from parents, from cousins, from I. But the best place to get the right picture is the word God. And if you can take the word of God and change your mind and begin to see like God says, there is no limit to what you can become. You know, Brother Ubong shared a scripture from Genesis 11 during his prayer time. One of my favorite scriptures growing up. The Bible says that the people gathered and two things he mentioned. He said, if they have begun to say And speak the same things. He said, nothing they imagine to do shall be impossible. So there is the power of unity and there is the power of imagination. Even if they are united and they have no imagination, what's going to happen? Nothing. United power to nothing. They'll do nothing. That's why you want to set big visions. Big dreams. You put your power together. And you can dream ahead and you can achieve it. The Bible says he's able to do Ephesians 3. 
Exceedingly, abundantly. Put that up and we'll close with that scripture. Ephesians 3.20. And unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. Amen. Amen. Is that the King James? Try the NIV. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. He's able, the word is imagine in NIV. He said, now unto him who is able to, to do, to, to, able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. The same word think. But the, the word imagine talks about creating the pictures according to his power that works in us. So he doesn't work only according to what you ask. He also works according to what? What you imagine. The power of God follows what you ask and what you imagine. If you're asking for something and you imagine something different, that's, that's, you're already double-minded. The Bible says you can't receive anything from the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you praise today. We thank you for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We open our eyes to see it. We choose to imagine only good things. We choose to imagine the top. We imagine divine health. We imagine healing. We imagine prosperity. We imagine good homes, good marriages. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. We walk not by sight. We are not conformed to the standard of this world. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We can see according to your word. Doesn't matter if a thousand is falling at our side, ten thousand at our right side. We will not imagine ourselves in that. We see according to your word, and our imagination is that none of these things shall come nigh our dwelling. That's what we see, that's what we imagine, that's what we believe. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because you never fail, you never change, you never fail. I come against thoughts, tormenting thoughts. Thoughts that have been there for a while. Thoughts that say, you can't do it. You made a mistake. It's your fault. That's why those thoughts, I pull you down now in the name of Jesus. And I declare that each one is able to rise up by faith. And pull those thoughts and to keep the truth of God's word as foremost before our eyes. That by power, that the power of faith, the power of positive imagination that we will begin to see ourselves like your word says, seated at the top. That we have power over all diseases. We see ourselves healing the sick. We're not waiting for someone to lay hands on us. We, we can see it. We stay until we can picture it. We can imagine it. We see ourselves walking on water. We see ourselves blessing food and distributing it. Because you say if we can see it, we can receive it. We remove the limitations of our hearts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just give the Lord some praise tonight. Give the Lord some praise. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Father, we give you praise. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Hallelujah. Ha 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 ha. Hallelujah. Ha 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. 
They give you praise, oh God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Okay, give your, put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 11.30 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.